Welcome to the Tandem Talk Show, where we help women dial in their nutrition and fitness so that they can lose fat, tone up, and transform their lives. And now your host from Tandem Nutrition, Coach G. Hey everyone and welcome to the Tandem Talk Show. I'm your host, Coach G. In this talk show, we help women around the world lose fat, tone up and achieve their goals in a healthy and sustainable way. I'm super excited about tonight's episode. Uh, and you're likely here because you want to learn how to lose fat and get to your goals faster and easier than ever before. And we're super excited that you're here. Um, today is a very special episode. I'm super excited to have uh, a special guest with us today. I'm your host, Coach G, as I mentioned, and we also have our very own Coach Boston with us this evening as well, and we'll definitely introduce them in a second, but um, you definitely want to stick around towards the end of this podcast because we'll be some answering some questions that we get, get asked all the time about the metabolic reset phase, uh, so stay tuned toward the very end, and as you think of questions, be sure to jot them down in the comments below. Uh, we'll be sure to answer them as we go throughout this podcast and at the end as well. And before we get started, if you're not yet a member of our private Facebook community, the Tandem Tone Up community, um, where this live training is being broadcasted right now, uh, be sure to join our private Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash tone up. So guys, I'm super excited about this episode. This is episode six of the Tandem Talk Show. And it is titled, How to Lose Body Fat, Set Your Metabolism While Increasing Calories and Doing Less Cardio. And as I mentioned, we have some very special guests with us today. Uh, we have Coach Boston himself, and we have um, one of our VIP clients, uh, Nihal Sabra. <laughs> I feel like you gave me a tutorial before I said that. <laughs> so as you guys know, Coach Boston is one of our women's fouls coaches here at 10 Nutrition, and um, he'll be moderating or um, going throughout this podcast with uh, our VIP client, Nihal. So uh, Coach Boss, I'll let you take it from here, but as I mentioned tonight, we'll be talking about the metabolic reset phase and how our client Nihel went from eating very few calories. And in fact, guys, if you can relate to this, I'd love for you to, to type reset below. Um, we'll get more to this in a second, but Nihel has a very awesome story. Um, she has shown incredible amounts of discipline and dedication by opening up, starting out her program in a metabolic reset phase. She was eating, you know, around 1200 calories a day, you know, 20 to 30 grams of carbs. And 14 weeks later, she's eating almost 1900 calories a day. She's maintained her weight while losing body fat and she's eating upwards of 150 calories per day. So coach Boston, take from here, man. And uh, let's just get this, this thing rolling. Awesome. Thanks for having us on here, Garrett. Um, so I guess first thing, Nihal, uh, what was your nutrition and training strategies like before you started with us? So before I started, I did bodybuilding for um, about six years and right. my diet was like very, very restrictive. Like I was eating like, like the highest I got in my calories was like 1200 calories. It was like my highest and that was like bulking Ooh. like season was 1200 yeah. calories. Um, and I was doing crazy amount of cardio. I would do like an hour of like cardio a day, then I would lift and then I would do like another hour of like bike riding a day. And I was eating barely any carbs, like 20 to 30 grams of carbs. And then towards the end, like after I stopped doing bodybuilding, after I stopped like living that lifestyle, I got into like keto because I felt like 
carbs affected me in a different way. Like I felt like I was always bloated and sluggish and stuff like that. So I started doing keto and I felt great on in the beginning, but then it's like, this is not sustainable. I can't live off 1200 calories. Like if I eventually right. wanted to diet down, I would have to go down to like what, 500 calories. I can't live off that for the rest right. of my life. Like that's just unbelievable. So, um, I found you guys on Instagram and, um, I was like, I always heard of the metabolic reset, but I didn't know how to do it myself. And I'm not gonna lie, it was very, very scary in the beginning. Like when mm -hmm. I contacted you, I was like, I don't want to gain weight, please. Like I want to reset myself, but I don't want to like blow up like a balloon. And you always fear, you always had that fear. So it definitely changed my life for sure. It's definitely changed it for the Did better. Did you see all of uh, Garrett's pancake posts on his Instagram page? Is that why you found? Is I, that why you came to us? <laughs> I did. I did. I did. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I even asked you, I was like, how can I make pancakes yeah. without using like the pancake mix? Yeah, yeah. So it's exciting. From... It's definitely crazy. Like I, I'm definitely eating like cereal and like pancakes and like being able to fit everything in my macros. Like I definitely believe like I'm a strong, strong believer in like my fitness pal. Like that's like the number one thing you have to do to like, it gets, it's tedious in the beginning, but then you get so used to it, but it's like right. the best thing, but you plug it in and then you know what you're going to eat for the rest of the day. And it's like, I love being able to explore different foods and eat things I haven't eaten in a long time, like French toast or, you know, avocado right. toast. Mm. That's awesome. Well, I'm glad you've been enjoying it recently. Um, so you went from starting out with bodybuilding, doing that for, you said four years, and then um, going straight into keto right after that. Is that correct? No, I took a little bit of time off after that. I did bodybuilding and I did like running, like marathon running. And oh, then okay. I did like a little bit of yoga. Like I did yoga for three years straight that I loved. Um, but it was a lot of like, I mean, even with like running, I lose a lot of carb intake, but it always mm -hmm. made me nervous because I was so scared of carbs. So I would always be the one that was like trying to follow the keto, like running aspect, which was like high fats. Like I would just chug mm -hmm. down almond butter before my runs. And um, so yeah, it was just, so it's different. And then I stopped doing all that stuff and I just kind of want to be like normal. Um, and I found you guys missed the best. So how was that experience with, with running and doing your uh, training with uh, such a low-carb diet? It was hard. It was tough. Um, but I think my body got kind of used to it. Like I, I was able to run like my races like at a good rate. Um, I enjoyed running. Um, but I told you guys after I first met with you guys and you guys gave me a diet plan, you guys gave me like, I think I ate like, I don't know, like 90 grams of carbs. And I was like, I ran so fast. I ran so long. It was like my longest run I've had in so long. I had so much I energy. That, yeah. So it's great. It's great. Like it's definitely different. Like I think they train you um, from where I, when I was training for like marathons, it, I feel like it was almost too much carbs for me from where I came from. But now I would be totally eating like waffles before my runs. And like I would eat a you know, peanut butter jelly sandwich in the middle of my run if I was doing it like I would be down for that. But in the beginning, I'd be so scared. So yeah, definitely, definitely different mindset. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. And, and not only has there, has there been like a bunch of changes with your nutrition, but also in your training as well. So I remember, I remember when we first uh, had our first conversation and we were discussing just like your regular training schedule and you mentioned you were lifting five to six days a week, um, hopping on the Peloton bike right after that for 20 to 30 minutes you were hitting at least 12,000, 15,000 steps a day. And then also doing, um, I think you were still running at the time, weren't you? Yeah. In the morning. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. And so not even, not even just like with nutrition, have we been seeing changes, but now with our training, what are we, what are we currently doing with our training program? 
So now it's like so different. I go for like a small walk in the morning. I go for a small walk at night. I hit 10,000 steps. I try not to go above 15,000 unless I'm going like somewhere crazy and I just want to like really explore the city. Mm -hmm. um, I'm a flight attendant, so I travel a lot. Right. Um, but um, other than that, I, I lift weights like three days a week. If I'm not lifting weights, um, I'll ride my bike. It's like usually not both, one or the other. Right. Um, rarely is it both. If I didn't get like a very, if I was going to do like a small arm workout, then I'm like, let me hop on the bike for extra 20 minutes. So it's seriously so different. Like I can't even explain to you guys. Like if I didn't get my workouts in, I mean, you can even ask my boyfriend. I was mad. I wouldn't want to go anywhere. I'm cranky. Like I feel like I don't want to eat for the rest of the day because I'm like, I didn't earn my food because I didn't eat. The, like, I didn't burn it off. Like I have like this watch, the Garmin watch, and I'm like, I have to burn a thousand calories before I can even put anything in my mouth. Like I would be like, it, it was crazy. Like it's definitely oh, wow. an unhealthy relationship I had with training and food. And I feel like a lot of people couldn't relate because I feel like we look at these pictures and we look at all these things and we're like, mm -hmm. we have to look like this. So you just train and train and train and train and think it's going to, that's what you need to do. But it's like, you don't like, you really don't. And believe me when I say you really don't like it's, I'm probably the number one person I would tell you guys that you have to train, you have to train, you have to train and eat like very mm -hmm. little, but you really, 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 really don't. It's, amazing how different wow. my life's changed because of it wow. yeah i actually wasn't even aware that you used to have to burn a thousand calories on your watch before you consumed anything yeah mm -hmm. wow that's yeah, just crazy yeah yeah i always feel like the you know like i talked about even my sister she's struggling with like the weight loss journey as well mm -hmm. and I'm, she's always like why well, didn't eat a lot today that's better and i'm like no that's not better like you eat more like you have to eat more like it's like they have like that in your mind, you always hear, but that's you always talk about um, or hear about the starvation mode. Mm. And I feel like, I feel like it's an extreme aspect. But I feel like your body kind of does go through it. Like if you don't feed it, it's not going to have the fuel to do the workouts that you need. So it's like you're always really doing like half workouts instead of like full potential workouts. Mm -hmm. So just, mm. they're very different. Mm. I think it's so powerful, uh, Nihal, how you went from what you were doing and having that mindset towards food to where you're at now, eating significantly more calories, doing less cardio. You've maintained your body while losing body fat. You know, so if there is someone listening today that were that was in your shoes or that's in your shoes from, from where you were at the beginning, what type of advice would you give them to help them overcome that mindset shift that eating more calories while weight training more um, and doing less cardio is advantageous to their goals? I would just say you have to be patient. Like I'm sure Boston thought I was like a pain in the rear when I contacted him and I was like, listen, I don't want to get fat. I don't want to gain weight. Please, please, please. Like I really want to do this, but I don't want to get big. And he was like, just trust the process, trust the process. And you really just have to trust the process. Like you know, you weigh yourself every single day. And sometimes the scale will go up a little bit, but it will go back down and it will go up a little bit and it'll go back down. But like, you just have to be patient mm -hmm. and trust the process. That's like my number one advice. Like, and you know, you guys are this, this program is so amazing that you contact them whenever you have a problem. I contact them like, I'm really scared. I feel like I overate. He's like, no, don't worry about it. You'll get back on it. You're bloated because of what you eat. And I feel like it's really important to track your food because you know your trigger foods after that. Like, I'll eat, I'll track everything. Like me being a flight attendant, I make my food before I go to work and I literally track like all the next day. So if I have to go to work tomorrow, I will track all of tomorrow into in my fitness pal and that's what I'll eat. And it already be in my it'll be in there. I counted everything and if I I'll leave a little room if I want something extra, but usually I don't. Um and then by the end of the week, if I'm like, oh, I feel like I gained like a couple pounds or if I gained a pound, but I did eat like sushi, which is like so much sodium, like mm -hmm. give myself a break. Like don't be 
hard on, don't be so hard on yourself. Like you just gotta be realistic with what you're eating. Mm. So mm. track your food and be patient is my number one thing. And Thank trust you. the process. Mm. That's my number one. Trust the process. Yeah. Yeah. yeah trust it. I mean, I remember you and I got on a call, uh, two different calls before you went forward with this because you definitely said like, I'm eating only 20, 30, 20 to 30 grams of carbs a day. And you specifically said, I don't want to get fat and I don't want to gain yeah. weight. And uh, you were, um, I just, I want to applaud you for your, your, um, your confidence and your just trust in that process because it was a big change to what we were doing. And um, I'm really impressed by the coaching that, that Boston provide to you throughout your program too. And Boston, for someone who's maybe working throughout their metabolic reset phase themselves, who's wanting to increase their calories while maintaining their, their body weight, you would tell us more about how you progress Nihel throughout her journey. What metrics did you look at and how did you know when to increase calories based upon her progress? So Nihel scenario was a little different. Um, I wouldn't say it's how we typically do a, a metabolic reset phase. So we were looking at what she was coming from, from a, mind, a mindset standpoint and where she was just like with her recent dieting history. So she was going from 1200 and then um, we started her off around like 1365, I want to say was our first um, initial calorie targets. And then after that, I think we increased roughly – three or four to five times over the course of the past 14 weeks. Now we took this in um, longer like increments than I normally would have with people. Usually we're looking at like 10 to 14 days of a calorie increase um, with her. I would say it was more towards three to four weeks, maybe every time that we did an increase. And that was just because um, not only were we trying to, reset her metabolism, um, just improve her cortisol levels, stuff like that. We're also trying to build a much healthier relationship with food and um, just have her in an overall better mindset uh, in regards to food. Excellent. And when you say yeah. that you like increased calories, you know, talk to us about you know, how many calories you increased uh, by each time roughly. And Nihal, I'd love to, for you to follow up and say like, how did you when you got these updated numbers from, from Boston, like what were your first thoughts and how did you handle that as you transitioned throughout these increases? Honestly, every time I got it, I freaked out. I was like, oh my God, I have to eat 50, 50 more grams of carbs. Where am I going to get it from? I'm going to bloat. I'm going to get fat. And I'd freak out every time, every single time I would get it. And I would, yeah. um, but I did it and it was amazing. And it's like, then it's like, oh, I can't wait for more. Like after I got to like, I don't know, I don't know, like week 13 or week 12 or something. I was like, I can't wait for more. Like, when am I going to get more carbs? And then it's like, you trick your mind. And it's like, I can't even imagine. Now I'm like, when I go to my weight loss phase, I'm like, oh my God, I'm not going to have all these carbs. Like, what am I going to do? Like, I'm nervous to like miss that much carbs, you know? So it's definitely different. Um, just hitting them. And then so every time I got the email that I would, I would, he would switch it up. I would get nervous, but I mean, I would just follow it. I would trust the process and seeing the scale not change was definitely motivating that it was like, mm. we did the right thing. So, and, and also to kind of go off that we, we actually started you off with roughly, I think only 75 grams of carbs. To yeah. begin with, right. Or like 80 or yeah. something like that. And we actually yeah. had your fat higher just, and that was strictly because you were transitioning from keto to this new whole flexible dieting approach that we practice. So we went from, 75 grams of carbs to, I think we increased you initially, um, to, after the first 
initial um, increase was 100 grams. And then I think from there, we were roughly 25 to 35 grams of carbs increased every time after that until we yeah. reached It wasn't out. much. It wasn't much. Yeah. But mm. definitely made a difference. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. So it sounds like when you got every increase or new adjustment, you kind of were fearful at first, but then you, again, you, oh, you were patient, you trusted the process and you saw the scale react friendly to the increase in food. In fact, at one yeah. point I saw your weight going down a little bit and I yeah. saw some dramatic changes. How would you say your, your body composition changed throughout your, um, throughout these first 14 weeks? Well, I feel like because my workout wasn't so, um, because I feel like I have a history of bodybuilding, I'm very, my body's pretty much res very responsive. So I bulk very quickly. And that's not my goal anymore. I don't want to be like very bulky. Mm -hmm. um, so I feel like the more I worked out um, with all the carbs I was eating, I feel like it was going straight to my muscle, which is beneficial, but I didn't always want that bulky look. Mm -hmm. So I didn't work out as much or I lowered my weight a little bit more um, with my weights. Um, and I feel like it worked fine. I had so much more energy. Um, even Boston said like my shoulders look leaner. My back looks like tighter. My waist mm -hmm. got smaller. My legs got leaner. Um, it's just totally different. Um, mm. So the carbs definitely helped. The, the food helped. I would say that with the calories that increased every time it increased, I would get, it, was, it would be hard for me to hit it sometimes because I, I would eat the similar things. So I would just add olive oil um, to up my calories at the end of the night over my salads. I would add like a, maybe an extra tablespoon of almond butter, peanut butter to like my oatmeal in the morning just to help that my calories would get up. And I feel like my previous mindset would be, oh, if I didn't hit it, it's good. If I don't hit my calories, it's, it's probably better because I'm not losing. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to be eating so much. And I'll lose more weight. Mm -hmm. But you definitely want to hit your calories as hard as it is. Like put a tablespoon of MCT oil, put a tablespoon of, you know, almond butter or even tahini. I was doing tahini sauces just to add some extra calories. And then I got, I got real creative. So <laughs> Who knew that you could still lose fat while having to shovel in so much food. Yeah, no, it's crazy. It's really crazy. Cause I was that girl back in the day that I would see these girls that are super, super skinny and they'd be eating like all these food. And I'm like, how is that possible? I look at food and I gain weight, like literally like it was insane. And now I'm finally like, oh, I can eat 2,000 calories and I'm doing just fine. So oh, it's wow. so different. You just have to be patient. Like, mm. I wish I could express how important it is just to trust the process and be patient. Like, if you would have talked to me in June 1st, I would have been like, oh, my God, I'm going to I'm gonna be so fat. I'm going to gain so much weight. And it's so, so different now. Mm, wow. That is such a huge mindset shift. And, like, for someone listening today who may be, again, in your spot 14 mm. weeks ago, what advice would you give them if they were struggling and maybe just being consistent or just making that decision to increase calories? Because a lot of times we are fearful of increasing calories because maybe we are afraid that we're going to get fat or gain weight. What advice would you give them based upon how you progress throughout this phase? I feel like you have to trust the process and you also have to not give yourself an unrealistic time frame. Mm. Like I'm thinking, okay, I start June 1st by August 31st is my birthday. I want to be, eating 1800 calories, but I want to get down to 110 pounds. That's not realistic. Your body's not wow. going to, I think just expecting unrealistic results, you're going to get not results. So I just feel like you have to trust the process. You have to just go with the flow, be, give yourself time. Like I gave myself from June until now to get up to what, from 1200 calories to 2000 calories. That's a lot of calories to consume. Mm -hmm. If you're trying to consume that in a small amount of time to go back to dropping the calories, you're going to gain the weight and then you're going to be miserable. 
and that then you're going to be unhappy and you're like this doesn't work and then you're going to give up and you're like oh my god just the coach's fault or whatever and it's like not you just have to trust the process so mm-hmm. be patient trust the process don't be unrealistic don't give unrealistic goals you're not going to get get kim kardashian's butt overnight you're not going to get flat abs overnight you just wow. have to yeah. do the work and trust the process this is so good yeah so good. perfect <laughs> yeah I'm telling you, I just feel like I wish people could understand like the background that came from and like how much work I put. I spent hours in the gym and I would see like no results and I would always be weak and like I would leave relationships. I would go, I might travel for work and I wouldn't be able to hang out with the flight. I wouldn't be able to go anywhere, flight, hang out with the flight members because I'd be like, I gotta go to the gym or I can't go out because I can't eat. I already ate my calories for the day and like it just changed my life for wow. the best. So it sounds like it's changed the way that you interact in your social relationships and in your dating life and your work. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. So much. One thing you said that was, was interesting was like in the past that you feel like when you have a bad meal or that you maybe cheated or you had too much food that you would have this mindset where you have to almost punish yourself. How has that changed? Maybe explain to me more about that and tell, like, tell us how that's changed since transitioning this phase and experiencing that mindset shift. It's definitely, um, like I, I would punch myself after I would eat something bad. Like if I would have like, I love sweets. I have the worst sweet tooth. I will admit it. I have the worst sweet tooth. So I'll eat something sweet, like a carrot cake or something. And then I'm like, okay, I have to fast all the next day. I can't eat anything the next day. I'm going to fast 24 hours because when I was doing keto, I would do fasting all the time. I would do 72 hour fast. I would do 40 hour fast at least twice a week. Um, I wouldn't want to eat until noon um, every day. Like I was adamant about fasting. And I looked great doing it, but I was so weak. Like I wouldn't even like even my girlfriend, she's like, God, oh, we're able to walk so long now. Before I was like very fragile, like I was just weak. I didn't have the energy. And it's not sustainable. Um, and it's not, yeah, it's not like it's not. And then my boyfriend would be like, Oh, we're gonna eat dinner. I'm like, sorry, I'm fasting today. Then I'd be cranky and then I'd be wow. weak and I'd get dizzy. It's just not realistic. It's just really, really unrealistic. Wow. Um, so anyway, so now if I eat something bad, I know I look at the scale because I weigh myself every day. And I'm like, okay, the scale went up three pounds. It's water weight. Drink a lot of water today. Work out. Not, don't punish yourself, but go for a small walk. Do a little bit of activity and eat, get back on the track and eat normal. And it's definitely, definitely different mindset for sure. Definitely different. That is incredible. And this all I happened. Mean, it was so bad, guys. It was so bad. that I have a two-hour drive from work to home. I used to. I would wear a sauna suit, a sauna suit on my drive home. I would turn the heater on. I didn't full know blast. I didn't know. Yeah. No way. Are you kidding me? Full blast. By the time I got home, I would shift my gear into park and water would be pouring out of the sauna suit. I mean, it was, I'm telling you, I've done everything. Wow. And this so, is the way to go. So I have to ask since, I mean, just, I'm curious. So since starting this program, how many fast have you had and have you had to wear that or have you wore that, wore that sauna suit again? I've never worn the sauna suit. And the gyms are close. So I definitely can't go to the sauna. Okay. So I have not gone to any sauna. I live in the Bay Area, so it's never really hot here. Okay. Um, so no sauna suits. Um, and no, the fast, I do, I did one fast for religious reasons, but that was it. But I ate at nighttime, so it was fine. Um, but other than that, yeah, it's crazy. It's so crazy what, what we think we need to do. It's yeah. really crazy. Yeah. I was going to say, I kind of, I forgot about the whole, the whole fasting thing, because I remember you brought that up, like, that was in like week eight or something like that. And you said you were going to be doing, um, doing something with fasting. And I was like, okay, yeah. well, let's, let's, 
dial back here a little bit because I know this was something we struggled with in the past. Yeah. So, but no, it worked out well, um, especially since you were able to eat later on that night. So yeah. Yeah. Nice job. I mean, it, I would go on like a trip and I'd be like, okay, I'm not going to eat the entire trip and I would not eat the entire day. I would get to my, yeah. I would get to Hawaii and I won't eat anything and I would go for a run and I would be weak as heck and I thought I was going to throw up and I thought I was going to pass out, but I would like want to eat just mm-hmm. because it's just, the, it's just the game. It's just the game you play in your head. It's just like mm-hmm. constant, like you need right. to do this. You, you know, you need to earn the food. Like you just need to switch that off. Like it's so hard guys. It's really, really hard to do. But once you do, you save yourself so much headache, like really, really honestly. Yeah. That's so amazing. I, I, you know, I'm just so impressed and you held by your, um, by your ability just to, to stick, like to, to go into something that's really not, you know, super popular yet, the metabolic reset phase and to be so consistent. I mean, I'm, I know that we had a couple of long zoom calls about, about this phase and, and mm-hmm. again, I just really appreciate how consistent you've been and dedicated throughout this entire phase. And Boston, I'd love to hear from you, man. What are the next steps for you and Nihal? Next steps for me, Nihal. So our goal is within the next few weeks to transition her back to a, um, or transition her to a fat loss phase. Uh, we do think it's been long enough or approaching long enough to where um, she's been in this metabolic reset phase to where she's increased her or improved her relationship with food and also um, recovered her metabolism. So that's our next steps together. I would say within within the next two to four weeks for sure. And then um, after that, uh, gold, I mean, it's kind of up to her what she wants to do. Mm. Definitely, yeah. And I also say having coaches, guys, is really helpful. Like having accountability twice a week, like, and when you have to fill in like the calories you ate that day, it's definitely helpful. Like you think you could do it on your own, you really can't. Like <laughs> you really, you really, really can't. Like I tried, I'm like, I'll increase my calories here, but then you, having accountability every tw- like twice a week you get the check-in you get the response back yeah and he like makes you it makes you feel good it's like you're doing great this week you know keep uh-huh. up the good work you know like it definitely is so encouraging like i have never stuck to something this long like i felt this good about it like i would i would have gone in and i've been like nah i give up and i would leave and i'm like i gotta find another coach but like this has been the best program by far Aww, that i found that's awesome so thank, thank you guys. You, thank you. You and Coach Boss make a great team. And I remember at the very beginning, you said, hey, can I do this like four weeks? I said, I said, I'm like, no, like we need to do it. Like this is going to be a long, it kind of goes back to patience. Like this is going to take at least 12 weeks, maybe more. And yeah. it just goes to I show. I want to get into that bathing suit on my birthday. I, I had a goal. That's the thing. It's like you have these unrealistic yeah. expectations. That's true. That's amazing. Well, I can't wait to see the progress you make as you transition back into your battle phase. And just a general question before I go back into uh, some questions. We've got a question in, in here from, from Lara. Uh, based upon the progress you've made, because again, this is such a new phase, I feel like, in our dieting industry. Do you feel like, based upon where you're at right now, that once you start in your ne- in, in your next fat loss phase, um, do you think do you feel like you have more potential, more um, I guess more potential to lose fat faster and easier than before? I think so. I mean, I hope so. I feel like um, I think I'm gonna do it the smart way. I think with with Boston's guidance, I'll do it the smart way. I'm not gonna go so extreme. I think in my before my previous mindset was like, if my maintenance is 1,200, I'm gonna drop down to 400 calories a day, and I'm gonna lose hello. I'm gonna be, lose a lot of weight. I'll be skinny, but it's not realistic. It's not made, like sustainable. So I feel like with Boston's guidance, they're so just slowly decreasing it. Um, it might not be the quickest um, results, but I'm not, my goal isn't for quickness anymore. It's like long-term something sustainability. 
if I get that's to finish. Awesome. Yeah, absolutely. That's yeah. great. Awesome. And like, I like coach Boston, uh, I, I know agree with, we definitely think that you're in a much better spot to lose fat easier and more comfortably than before when you're eating less than, you know, around 1200 calories. Now you're eating upwards of 1900, doing a lot less cardio, doing, um, eating more calories and carbohydrates and um you just put put on you know a lot more muscle too so your metabolism is faster than before and again it's all because your patience and trust in the process so uh really appreciate what you shared today and if you have a few more minutes we have one question left for uh and if you guys listen to this live right now if you have any questions for Nihal for coach boston uh drop in the comments below this is your time to get your questions answered live by Nihal herself, by Coach Boston, or by myself. So uh, please post in the comments. We have one question from Lara. She asks, how do you know when to increase calories under normal conditions? So I'm assuming normal conditions, meaning after the onset of that transition of a metabolic reset base. So metabolic uh, <laughs> reset phase. sorry, it's getting like past my bedtime. So Coach Boston, how would you answer that, that question? So if it's the first initial increase, um, I would recommend increasing the first time by about 150 calories. Now I would do 75% of this coming from carbohydrates and then 25% coming from fats. And then I would reevaluate everything after about 10 to 14 days. That seems to be like the sweet spot for everything. That's when you can know if like your weights um, either decreasing, maintaining or increasing. So after that, after those 10 to 14 days after your first increase, um, if you're maintaining or if you have lost any, then let's increase again by roughly 80 calories. Yeah, 80 calories. And then most of this is just coming from carbohydrates. Thank you for that. And yeah. so you guys, I'm sorry, did you want to add anything to help? No, I'm saying just don't, just don't fear the carbs. Like, yeah. don't be scared of the carbs. Don't fear the carbs. Love we should that. make strict yeah. about that, actually. I know, especially for me, because I'm telling you guys, I was like, don't even come near me with that. Don't even, I can't even look at it. It's like, yeah. it's, just so, it's just so different. It's so different. My life has definitely 100% changed, like, for the best. I can't even express that enough to you guys. Like, it's oh, very, very, awesome. very different. And you know how, like, you see no. these things on TV, and you're like, oh, I don't believe it. No, I'm telling you guys, it's really, it's like, <laughs> true. Wow, that's true. amazing. Yeah, that's so cool. Um, and she said, thank you, uh, Boston. So great response, man. And um, I know you have, we're passing 30 minutes right now. So if you guys have any questions, um, any final questions, uh, please post them. We'll, we'll answer those uh, under the comments. But I just want to give a big shout out to Coach Boston and Nihel for your time today. Uh, really excited about um, what we shared. And thank you for sharing all that you did, Nihel. Are there any final parting words you want to give to our audience about your experience with the metabolic reset phase or um, even those who are maybe contemplating jumping in this phase to ramp up their metabolism. Yeah, I would say definitely trust the process, guys. It's not going to happen overnight. Um, don't be unrealistic with like a goal. Like I want to be, you know, up and then down in calories by, you know, December 31st. Like give yourself the time. It's like the longer you do it, the better it is, I feel like. And I feel like because it's going to change your life. Like I can't live off of 1200 calories. It's so unrealistic. Like, if I want to eventually have a, get married and have kids, like, what am I going to do when I get have a baby? I can't just live off 1200 calories. It's like, be crazy. So you just got to trust the process. So trust the process and um, track your food, track your macros. Um, yeah. Perfect. That's advice. That's and definitely awesome. go with, it, with tandem nutrition. They're the best. They really, really, really are. <laughs> You're good coaches. We didn't pay her to say that. Thank you, Nihal. That was very kind. <laughs> yeah. um, so um, I actually have two more questions. You guys have time for two more quick questions? 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we have two, and thank you for your patience too. Um, one we have from Sam. She says, I was in the fallows for a long time. Should the reset be for as long? So should the reset be phase be as long as the fat loss phase? I don't, I'm, I would say no. I was in a fat loss stage for, since I was 21, I'm 33 now. So that was a long time. <laughs> and my reset phase has jumped a lot quicker. So yeah. I would say. I was going to say, um, it, it's kind of depending on how long you're in your fat loss phase. Like if you haven't been dieting before and then you were in a fat loss, fat loss phase for 12 to 15 weeks, then we would recommend um, doing a metabolic reset phase for at least 60 to 75% of the time that you spent dieting. So if you dieted for 12 weeks, then we recommend um, being in a metabolic reset phase for at least, at least nine weeks. Um, other than that, the only other exception would be if you've just been uh, in a fat loss phase for an extended period of time, then it would be a little longer, maybe maybe roughly the same amount of time that you spent in a fat loss phase. But other than that, I would stick with between the 60 to 75% of the time you spent um, dieting for sure. Great responses. And thank you for adding that to Nihal about your experience of you know, dieting for quite some time and then saying, hey, it's probably not a great idea to match that time. But the same thing, so yeah. definitely take some time not dieting before you go back into dieting. Right. Um, so that's great. So thank you for sharing that. And then she, uh, Lyra also asked, uh, Nihal, did you lose any pounds or did you uh, just lean out? Um, I didn't lose. I think I lost maybe like one pound in the whole process. Um, but I leaned out a lot. Like just though my whole like composition just changed. Like even my pictures, everything just changed. Like my legs leaned out, my stomach um, got flatter. My abs came in more. My butt lifted. My shoulders um, got smaller. Um, I think my weight probably stayed the same just from like lifting weights. For those who don't know, um, we, since day-to-day -day fluctuations are inevitable, we like to take our average weight for everything. So Nihil came in, um, am I allowed to discuss your weights here? Yeah, you, I don't, okay. Nihil came in at 125 and her average, her lowest average weight was 124.6 and her highest average weight was 126.0. So she was, she was within 1.5 pounds of what she came in at. So, um, yeah, it was putting numbers to like words there. It was pretty good. Perfect. Yeah. And don't, and I feel like I went into the mindset too, like, Oh, I want to lose weight. Like this is not a, a weight loss phase. Mm -hmm. And Boston right. had to constantly yeah. remind me that I'm like, well, the scale's like going down. He's like, this isn't a weight loss phase. This yeah. is, you want to stay between one to three pounds. So I feel like just know that too. Like, don't freak out when you're on the scale and you're like, Oh my God, I'm up a pound this week. Oh my God, I'm down a pound this week. Or like, you're not in a weight loss phase. You're in like a metabolic reset phase. And I'm mm -hmm. sure Boston's tired of having to tell me that every week <laughs> that relax me hell, this is metabolic reset. So, but just know that, just know. That is so important. I'm so glad you mentioned that, Nihal, that, you know, just understand the expectations that this, we're not meant to lose body fat, we're not, not meant to lose weight. Um, and I think this is this phase. I think our our clients and just people in general may have the hardest time with this phase because there's no like physical result that we're tracking. Like the only metric we're tracking is that physiological change with us increasing calories while seeing our weight stay the same within three pounds. And so that's, I'm so glad you mentioned, I think just not understanding exactly what this phase is. And if you're listening to this today, if you're not sure what the metabolic reset phase is, if you want to learn more about how we help our clients lose fat, you know, increase their metabolic capacity with this phase, comment metabolic reset below. We'll definitely reach out and give you some help. 
Um, but yeah, I'm so glad you mentioned that, Nihel. Uh, thank you for doing that. Yeah, of course. Awesome, guys. Well, hey, listen, let's wrap things up. Thank you for your time, Boston and Nihal. Uh, Boston, I forgot to ask you, is there any parting words that you want to tell us in the community before we end our podcast this evening? Track your macros. <laughs> yep. Yeah. That's awesome. Yes. Track your macros. Be patient. And drink water. And yeah. Trust the process. Drink water and track your macros. So that was awesome. Loved the value you guys gave in today's. Um, our just comments are lighting up right now. Like, hey, wow, amazing. Great job. So be sure to check those out, guys. Thank you for your time. And uh, as we mentioned, we'll hang on after this uh, podcast to chat more. But thank you for your time, guys. And we'll see you guys next time at 7.30 p.m. Eastern time next Tuesday to chat more about um, more phases and dotting tricks to help you achieve your goals in a healthy and sustainable way. So thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Tandem Talk Show. If you're enjoying the podcast, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. We really appreciate that effort. Until next time.